You are listening to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect, explore powerful tools for healing, and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life. I'm your host, Karen Haley, IBD health coach, integrative wellness enthusiast, and mom to three outstanding kids. After having Crohn's disease for 30 years and working as a health advocate exclusively with IBD clients for the last 10 years, I know it's time to bring the types of candid conversations I have with my clients out into the open. It's our time to go on an IBD healing journey and do it like only a mom can. Let's do this. Hey there, dear one. Welcome. Welcome to the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD. Karen with you today. And I just have to let you know that I have a dog sitting right at my feet today. You might be able to hear it. I hope not, but it's thunderstorming outside and she gets scared when there's thunderstorms. So every once in a while, I hear her tail flapping back and forth. So if you hear that or see it in the video, you'll know that it's just my poochie and she's just hanging close today. So I know I know that this is a busy week for you, especially if you live in the U.S. And if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, it's actually the day before Thanksgiving. You might be working in your kitchen. You might be making pies, stuffing, or turkey. You might be listening and sharing this time with me as you bake or cook. And by the way, now that I think about it, if you're still struggling to figure out what to make that's super tasty and awesomely good for your gut this Thanksgiving, you should download my free IBD Thanksgiving Table Cookbook. There's still time to do that. It's packed with recipes that are full of gut healing, and it's just a little twist on the traditional holiday favorites. I put my gut healing twist on it. So I'll put a link for that cookbook in the show notes, but you can also grab it at karenhaley.com forward slash Thanksgiving. That's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y, Thanksgiving. But like I said, if you're listening to this episode at the time it airs, I know this is a really busy week for you. So I'm here today with a little bit shorter than normal episode to break into the mom craze of your week with a quick message of hope and gratitude. In these trying times, my friends, in these trying times, man, This has been a horrible year, hasn't it? 2020. It sounded so promising. Those double two O's, 2020. It's got alliteration. It's got a groovy kind of cadence. It just sounded like it was for the cool people, didn't it? Who knew 2020 was going to suck? The uncertainty and the chaos of it walloped us over the head with a big ha take that thought IBD was enough for you to handle right well take that and then take this and let's heap even some more on top of that this constant hammering it just feels like it's hammering into our soul it's left us stunned and reeling and pretty much walking around Although not too far from home and not too close to one another and all masked up and it's left us in this kind of daily fog of feeling like, is this really my life? From COVID-19 to opening our eyes to racial injustices to the mayhem that was the presidential election this year. 
And it doesn't matter where you stand on any of these issues, where you fall politically. This election season, it had us all on edge, especially in my family where we politically debate for sports. Woo-hee! <laughs> that was fun. It definitely got fiery at times. Each one of these events, they'd be enough by themselves, right? They would be major life events if we experienced each one of them individually. But we're dealing with all of these major stressors all in 2020. And we did it all with IBD on our back. I should say we did it all with IBD on our gut, right? We did it all with IBD on our gut. IBD flares are at an all-time high for moms this year. That gut-brain connection, it is so strong. You have to be Wonder Woman to not feel the level of stress and just rancor in your gut. It's times like this when my first instinct is just to pull those covers over my head and hibernate like a bear, not coming out until spring. Will it be over by then? But it's also, it's also times like these that thankfully my eternal optimist peeks her little head out and she asks, what can I do? And if you're struggling, if you're struggling to find your eternal optimist, let me tell you, dear one, that I'm going to carry you. I will carry you just a bit until you get over the hump and you find yours. Because she's in there. She's in there, I promise. She's in all of us. She's quiet at times. And in those quiet times, we struggle to hear her. But she never leaves us. She never leaves us because we know there's always hope. She knows there's always hope. There's always light. Sometimes we just need to ask Little Miss Optimist to turn up the volume and speak a little louder. Can you find her? Can you find her with me right now, Mama? Can you see her? Can you feel her around you in this moment? Everyone feels Little Miss Optimism differently. Maybe for you, she's an external warm feeling, just like a warm blanket that's wrapped around your, shoulder, around your shoulders on a cold day. Maybe she's a gush of calm that just seeps into your belly and she gives you that peace and calm there. Maybe you hear her. Maybe you hear her whispering in your ear, telling you in her soft, melodic voice that everything's going to be okay. Possibly you see her. You actually see her in ethereal robes as an angel or a spirit looking out for you. For me, optimism, it pours through my whole being. It's a light source. It's a light source that just pours through me. It's a, it's a golden white light. And it shines through the top of my head and it pours through every part of my body. And of course, it stops in my gut. It stops there. It pauses for just a moment. That light, it pauses and it gives just some extra love and support to my gut. But then that light, it continues to flow through me and it goes down all the way through my toes to ground me and, and comfort me in times of stress. Little Miss Optimism, 
she reminds me that even in the darkest of moments, what I need most is to give gratitude, gratitude out into the world for those who I know and those who I don't. Gratitude is the road home. It's the road to peace in uncertain and complicated times like this. And it's not just me. It's not just me saying this about gratitude. You've probably heard this before. I just read an article from Harvard Health. It's a publication from Harvard Medical School. In this publication, it was talking about a recent study that they did where this very thought that I've been talking about, this thought about gratitude, it also played out. Researchers, they took a group of people and they separated them into three groups. Each group was asked to complete a weekly writing assignment. But group one was told, they were told to write about anything that affected them, anything throughout the week, anything that affected them. While group two, they were told to write about their gripes, the things that happened to them during the week that they wanted to complain about. And group three, well, they were told to write about something that they were grateful for. For 10 weeks, each of these people, they wrote weekly. I'm sure you're not going to be surprised about the findings. The researchers found that group three, the gratitude group, they left the 10 weeks feeling more optimistic and better about their life in general. And not only that, but here's the really cool part. This is where the reporting gets really interesting. Not only did they report these participants, not only did they report exercising more during this 10 weeks, but... Even better, they reported fewer trips to the doctor during this time. That's incredible for us, isn't it? If we extrapolate this research just a little bit and we think about how this affects us and what this means for us, IBD moms, we see that the gratitude that we can have, it not only affects our outlook on life, but it can also have an impact on our health in a positive direction. When we find a way to feel gratitude, even in the suckiest of circumstances, it will actually positively affect our health and hopefully our Crohn's and colitis for the better. I love that. I loved reading about that study. I hope it feels just as powerful for you too. Helping your IBD, it's reason enough to try to bring some more gratitude, a gratitude practice, if you will, into your life. Now, whether you already have an attitude of gratitude, like the cool kids say, or you're feeling a little bit skeptical at this point, and I know I used to feel that way too. I used to feel like this was kind of a little woo-woo for me. I want to share with you a few thoughts, a few thoughts I've learned along the way as I have developed a gratitude practice in my own life. Hopefully, hopefully these gratitude guide points They'll get your juices flowing or they'll spark some new ideas on how your gratitude practice could, you know, just get a little tune-up, a little refresher. Here's six ways, six ways that you can make your gratitude work for you even in times that suck. Number one. Number one is schedule your gratitude. Just like anything else in your mom life. I don't know if you're anything like me. It doesn't happen. If you don't schedule it, it just doesn't happen. My favorite, favorite, favorite time for gratitude is at the end of the day as I go to bed. I spend that time thinking about three things that I'm grateful for from that particular day. 
and it gives me a feeling of peace and calm before I drift off into slumber. Some people have a gratitude journal. They like to write in and that works too. So, you know, whatever works for you. For me, it's about giving each thought of gratitude just a moment to resonate and then it kind of creates a happy memory for me in that moment too. All right, let's move on to gratitude idea number two. Gratitude doesn't have to be about big moments. The small ones might even be better. I love being thankful for the smallest of pleasures in life, especially in this current moment that we're living in. The teenier, tinier, the better. I remember last night, like last night, one of the three things that I was grateful for was a smile my hubby gave me as we just passed each other in the hall. We like to call each other a ship because in our busy lives, we always feel like we're like that saying, you know, two ships passing in the night. Have you ever heard that expression? Have you ever heard that expression before? So anyway, yesterday he walked by me, he smiled and he just said, hey ship, that was it. (laughs) That was the moment. It lasted 1.5 seconds, but it gave me happiness and peace as I remembered that moment at the end of a difficult day. Okay, let's move on to gratitude idea number three. The power of the written word creates gratitude. This idea goes back to writing your gratitude. Some of you like to do this with a gratitude journal. Truth be told, I'm really not much of a gratitude journal writer. I've heard from lots of moms out there in our gut love community. They talk about the benefits of the gratitude journal. I wish that I was good at this. I wish this was me. I've even actually, I've even bought beautiful uh, made for gratitude journals. You know, those journals that are made for gratitude and I've never committed to them. Maybe you're different. Maybe the written gratitude journal is the right path for you. If it is, I want you to go for it. Go for it because that's awesome. The way that I use the power of the written word with gratitude is by writing handwritten letters. They're short ones, but they're handwritten. Handwriting letters, it's a dying art, isn't it? How often do you get a handwritten thank you note from anyone anymore? I love to write a good thank you note or a note to a friend saying like, hey, I'm thinking of you or hey, I'm sorry you're going through a rough time or Hey, that small thing that you did, it really made my day. I even have cute little stationery that I bought especially for my short little notes of gratitude. They're never long. They're just a few sentences. But when I'm saying thanks or I'm thinking of you or something else like that, it makes me happy. It brightens my day. It makes me feel thankful that that particular person is in my life. All right, we're making our way. We're making our way through the six ideas about gratitude, and we've made it to number four. Number four is gratitude is more powerful in a form of prayer or meditation. Now, whether you're religious or spiritual or grounded in philosophy, using some form of daily prayer or meditation, it it can really help you feel more connected to something that's bigger than you something that's bigger going on in the world. It helps you reach outside your universe. Think of others and their needs and think of your connection to all beings everywhere. 
I often recommend this free app to IBD mamas. It's called Insight Timer. Oh, I love Insight Timer. I use it too. It's got a great meditation section in it. For those of us who are moms and we've got mom brain and we can't quite quiet that mom brain sometimes. I really love this app because they're active and engaging meditations with a theme like, might be like healing or grief or grounding or gratitude. I remember Jill. She's a mom in our IBD gut love community, and she had just given birth to twins, right? Stressful moment. She told me that she loved Insight Timer. She spent 10 minutes every morning in one of the gratitude meditations, and it helped her be more compassionate with her older child and more forgiving of herself throughout the day. I love that story. So if you're looking for a meditation app, Insight Timer. It's really great to help you practice your gratitude. Moving on to idea number five when it comes to gratitude. Be gentle with your soul. This really tags on to what Jill was saying about forgiving herself when she wasn't a stellar mom, right? She wasn't the mom she wanted to be. Gratitude is never about perfection. It's not only okay when you falter, when it comes to being grateful, it's expected. It's okay to have a day when you just can't muster any gratitude. We all have down days. We all do, and it's okay. We all have days when we just feel crappy, when the day feels crappy. I say enough, enough with the mom guilt over this. Sometimes we just have to have a pity party for ourselves and be okay with that too. I remember, I remember when I was a teenager and I was dealing with IBD, it was all new to me with Crohn's and I would say to my mom things like, why did this happen to me? Or, oh, oh," on a day when I just felt awful. My mom, she would always remind me that I should be grateful because there are those who have it worse than me. And while I know that to be absolutely true, I did learn that over the years, it shouldn't take away my pain. My pain was real too. And some days it was intense. And it's okay to feel sad for what's going on in your life. And there are times that it does suck. And it's okay. It's okay if we're not jumping on the gratitude train every day. As long as you're living, trust that you will find those small moments of gratitude around you. They'll be around you most days. And on days when it's not, It's okay to be okay with that. Lastly, it's time for gratitude idea number six. And I love this because this is my do it like a mom tip for today. You can do gratitude like the badass mama that you are by sharing gratitude with your kids. Maybe they have their own gratitude journal or maybe they meditate with you or they say their prayers at night. One way that I like to share gratitude with my kids is that at dinner time, around the dinner table, we have something called gratitude and gripes each night. Each of us goes around the table and we say one thing that happened to us that day that we're grateful for. I love this moment. I love this moment of the day because each person's moment, it usually starts a conversation. And as each person tells their moment of gratitude, it fosters happy feelings that last through the entire dinner and a lot of times beyond dinner. 
I can even see that the kids, after dinner, they're nicer to each other. And even if that only lasts for a short moment in time, I'll take it. Definitely, I'll take it. You probably noticed that as I said that we do this at dinner, our gratitude, we also do gripes. And yes, at the dinner table, we do gripes too. Like I mentioned in idea number five, no one should be expected to pull off gratitude all the time. Sometimes a little venting or talking about something that's not going so well, it can be beneficial too. So we use gripes as well as a way of getting the kids to talk about things that maybe aren't going so well for them. And then we can all show our support and lift that family member up with their struggle. We've added this part of our gratitude practice after the first quarantine, and it's become now a safe and supportive place for us to vent. Sometimes we all need a place to vent and a supportive place for people to listen. And I think the dinner table is a fantastic place to do that. So there's my six thoughts, my six thoughts on gratitude. I hope these ideas, they just got your wheels turning. Whether you're looking for more ways to add gratitude into 2020, or you're thinking about adding a new spark to your already existing gratitude practice. Today, as we're so close to Thanksgiving, the official day of thanks, I hope you're able to find some peace and thankful moments to celebrate with your family this year. I'd like to close this episode by telling you what I'm most grateful for right now, the things that I'm thinking about today, during this sucky 2020, during this time in our life for most people when it's really challenging. I'm thankful for Zoom dates with my besties who inspire me to be a better wife, better mom, and better friend. I'm thankful for stargazing night walks with my hubby. I'm thankful for movie nights with the kids, something we never had time for before COVID. I'm thankful for every day I have with my mom. Her time on this earth might be fleeting, but her spirit will go on for eternity. I'm thankful for warm cups of fall soup, especially my 15 veggie hot soup smoothie. I'm thankful that 2020 gave me a break from my role as the constant mom chauffeur, shuttling kids to soccer, piano, dance, clubs, and play dates, and taking teenagers who don't have their driver's license to work. I'm thankful for my dog, Yes, you, Luna. I'm thankful for my dog because she gives the best hugs on the planet. I'm thankful. Whew, this thankfulness is making me emotional. I'm thankful for our selfless and dedicated first-line workers, nurses, and doctors who are doing the heavy lifting for our country during this pandemic. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for you, dear one, for all you're doing on your IBD healing journey. I see you and I support you and I'm so proud of you. And I'm thankful that you're joining me each week on the Tiki podcast for moms with IBD. And most of all, most of all, I'm thankful that 2020 is almost over. Now that I think about it, I think that 2021, it's going to have an even better ring to it. Time will tell. 
just saying my thankful list out loud, wow, it was kind of emotional, but it made me feel gratitude today. It made me feel oodles and poodles of gratitude today. It just lifted up my spirits and made me happy for the goodness that in my life, the goodness that I just need to recognize. Small, small, teeny tiny goodnesses and big ones too. What would you put? What would you put on your thankful list today? Take time, take this moment and think about it. Before this moment passes, I really want you to do it. Think about what you're thankful for right in this moment, right in this moment. Whether it's a handwritten list or a memo on your phone, or it's just a thought in your head, go for it. I know it will make you smile today. Happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, dear mama. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey. Chat soon. Thank you so much for joining me today and for listening to today's episode. When it comes to IBD, I know there's a lot of resources out there and I'm truly honored that you chose the Cheeky Podcast to get your IBD information today. If you found this information helpful, please give us a rating and review. It helps other moms find the podcast and see what we're doing over here to help IBD moms everywhere. And if you feel called to do it, share this podcast with an IBD mom who you know could really use an uplifting message today, because that's what we're all about over here at the Cheeky Podcast. One last thing, if you're still with me, and if you are, you're definitely my kind of gal. We have to get to know each other better. If you're tired of living on the hamster wheel of IBD with all the ups and downs between flares and remission, if you're struggling to get control of your abdominal pain, gas, bloating, diarrhea, and other troubling IBD symptoms, go to my website. It's karenhaley.com, and my mom had to be just a little bit different, spell my name with a Y. So it's K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y.com, and schedule your very own free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting session with me, where we discuss the challenges you've been having, we set goals to help you move forward, and we talk about how we can work together to help you get your life back. It's a power-packed 30 minutes. You don't have to live in IBD status quo. There's so much that can be done to transform your life so you can thrive in motherhood and thrive with IBD. I've seen my clients walk this path and it gives me so much joy to take that journey with them. My entire coaching practice is run online so you never have to leave your house and you never have to get out of your jamming or yoga pants for us to work together. You know I'm wearing them too. If you're ready to take your first amazing step towards healing, I'm ready to chat with you. Schedule your free 30-minute IBD root cause troubleshooting sesh today at karenhaley.com. Click on the work with me tab and I'll see you soon. It's important to note that the information in this podcast and in this episode is for general information purposes only and not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice. The statements made in the Cheeky Podcast for Moms with IBD, either by me or my guests, is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Before implementing any new treatment protocols, do yourself a favor and consult your physician first. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for saving this space for us to spend some time together. Until we chat again, I'm wishing you a cheeky and healthy IBD journey.